I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, start recording now. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. my body's so bootylicious for you, babe. It's time for Advanced Analytics. We've got emails. The podcast has emails. I, I was so excited about this. I actually like got Paul excited for five emails. Well, you made it sound like there was way more emails than that. You were like, whoa, we've got, <laughs> we got heaps of emails. So I instantly was like, that's a minimal 50 emails. Five, <laughs> five emails, I would call it heaps of emails. 50 emails. Right. You can't. We've got five emails. We, we won't be reading all of them. We'll be reading three of them. We'll save some of them for a future podcast because we don't want to get through the stash of emails too quickly. But um, thanks to everyone send the, who sent them. It can be about anything and send them to guyandpaul at uh, gmail.com. We're going to get to those later in the show. Um, just before we started recording, though, Paul, is it true that um, I'm going to be away this week and you are doing a, um, a meeting about this podcast? Why are you dancing? Can Sorry. you sit down? Excited to start the podcast. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. It's better than your normal low energy start. Paul was yeah, dancing I, the robot in the mirror. I had a um, bunch of lollies. <laughs> um, you're having a meeting on Thursday. And, yeah. uh, and me, I'd say 50% owner of the podcast, 40. is not part of this. <laughs> if we've got a 60 40 split. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're having a meeting with about the podcast. Yeah. How is that possible? Uh, Tim. Tim, who's our producer. I love the fact that we have a producer. What does Tim do as our producer? He set up the the kind of system, the, the system we share on. Okay. He puts it on iTunes and stuff. He set up the iTunes, and now he's like our boss, and he's going to have a meeting, but I'm somehow not invited. Yeah. How good would it be if the meeting was about replacing me, and he got someone else to co-host the Advanced Analytics yeah. Podcast? Well, I'm thinking maybe he wants to be involved. Okay. Well, he doesn't know anything about basketball. Yeah, still. I'll think about it. Um. Yeah. I just can't believe there's a uh, meeting. What are you saying? You're going to negotiate us a good deal? Yeah, I'm going to negotiate us a real good deal. Okay. I don't know if there's any deals to be made. We'll um, find one and it'll be good. All right, let's kick this podcast off with some NBA chat. It's time for the Weekend Review. Weekend Review. Wow. Today, the big news, the Chicago Bulls versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. The big news, the Chicago Bulls their stout defense ended Steph's streak of hitting five threes, at least five threes in a game. Yeah? Seven games in a row. They finally that ended That sounds that amazing. Today. Good work, Chicago. I haven't seen that game. Did anything else of note happen during the game? Um, some guy called like McGinty scored like 14 points in the first half. I'm glad to hear a guy called McGinty <laughs> made it into the NBA. Is he white or black? I think black. Wow. I don't know his name. Justin McGinty. (laughs) Unfortunate name, eh? Um, Something like that. Um, Also, uh, Clay scored some points. Clay Thompson did quite well. Yes. I heard a rumour 
via yeah. um, Twitter that he um, broke the NBA record for threes attempted and threes made. That is correct. With 14 three-pointers and 10 in the first half. Um, the Golden, score, Golden State Warriors scored 92 points and a half, the second most of all time in NBA history. Yeah, and he's had the fastest 50-point game ever, uh, beating his old record <laughs> by a couple minutes, I think. It's crazy because the Golden State Warriors are so good, and it's interesting when people talk about Kobe's 81-point game and the number of times Steph and, Clay, Steph and Clay seem to have hit 50 like in the third quarter and look like they're heading to 80, and then... Like like today when Clay could have got more of a record, but yeah. they sit the fourth quarter. Yeah, I like that though. It's kind of mature, right? Well, yeah, it's it's pretty depressing to go out there and just try and like get a record yeah. in a game that's dead rubber. And mm. Kobe had the advantage of um, uh, being on a bad team that needed eighty one points to beat. And I think a struggling a, Toronto I think Raptors. There's a lot of. Time. I think it says a lot about why they succeed that as well, because like, I feel like there's a few NBA players who wouldn't like. For instance, name names, name I'm, names. Well, I'm thinking like you know Russell Westbrook. Yeah, if he's like there, I reckon he plays most of the fourth and is like trying to. Who set. his team's never in that position though, so it's hard to say. Yeah, that's true. They're up 42 points at half time. Yeah, that's true. That's unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, the um, Bulls are shocking. I want to shout out to someone on Reddit. Yeah, shout out to someone on because Reddit. because yesterday. So here's the thing: Clay is on my fantasy team. Yeah. And he's been my worst player. He's been garbage. You're worst of all your players. He's been my worst player. Who's your second worst player to put uh, uh, Darren Collison was bad. I dropped him and picked up Rondo. And he's actually, since dropping him, Darren Collison's had two great games. And boy, do I regret it. But um, I didn't know Darren Collison was still in the league. Yeah, amazing. Um, but here's the thing. He's a bad guy, Darren Collison. So I don't want his bad vibes on my why, team. why is he a bad guy? Uh, I read an article recently. He did. Some domestic violence. Did you draft a guy knowing he was a domestic violence? Nah, I, I, no, I thought he spat. I thought he spat on. He spat at a woman, ah. and then after drafting at the draft, after I drafted him, a dude in my league uh, who was who's a Kings fan, uh, and he was on the Kings at the time. The article yeah. he brought up that he'd done domestic violence. So then after drafting him, I did more research, and then I released him. Okay, so we all know who the friend you're talking about is because we talk about him every week. The lovely Hugh Bainham. Uh, shout out to Hugh who recently had uh, him and his wife gave birth to a son. Congratulations, Hugh! Great guy, and great basketball commentator I guy. I suggested the name uh, Sacramento for a first name. It's a shocking name Sac, for, a for short, <laughs> and uh, he didn't go with it. He's a huge Kings fan. So tell me this. So I'm worried at how the story's going to end. Mm. You dropped Collison because he told you about the domestic violence. Ke- um, Hugh is famous for stacking his team with no. a few stars and every Kings uh, player. Did he pick him up? No, no, no. Another team picked him up. Um, but And then Hugh emailed him to tell him about the domestic violence <laughs> to try and pick him up, regretting that he didn't pick him but, up um, faster. Anyway, back to what I'm saying about Reddit. So there was a post the other day just talking about how bad Clay had been and his shooting percentage was yeah. really bad. Yeah. The third top-rated comment was one that I liked. And it was uh, written by a Celtics fan called Marcus Not Smart. And it got about 1,500 upvotes. Quite a few upvotes. Yeah. And it says he'll have a 47 points game on 11 of 14 from three or some shit, and his average will be back to 40%. (laughs) Okay. He had a 50-point game, 51 maybe, uh, and he'd shot 10 of 14 in the first half, he he eventually missed quite a few in the second half. Yeah, but um, he did like he, he predicted it. A he day predicted before. it. Yes, almost exactly. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to that guy. Um, um, and, also, and it, I thought it was cool, and it, it's I've always really liked Steph Curry, but just how they commented how he was telling Clay to go for it, 
And you notice even the the fifteenth three to set the record, um, Steph was literally ran in and set a screen to free Clay to get it off. And I think that's cool that just how kind of selfless all, the like whole team's Curry's. real excited about it and stuff. Yeah. Eh? Like everyone's jumping up and down, and they've got they they've got what's known in the industry as good as good chemistry. Um, I was a bit dark today though because there was two big games in the schedule. Warriors Bulls was definitely not one of them. Nuggets, Pelicans, the top of the West, mm. and the Raptors, Bucks, top of the East, two unbeaten teams. And of those four teams, three, the three biggest stars, were all basically resting. Quite mm. uh, resting. Giannis was concussion protocol. Yeah, but I think concussion protocol is a good way of resting these No, days. no, no. I think, I think he maybe has to sit out. You know, but like what I'm saying like is if, it's if you league. want to rest a player... Yeah. Um, say they failed the concussion protocol. No, no, no. no but no, no. I, all right. But I, no, I think um, I think it's like league rules. No, 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 no. No, it is. Yeah. But I'm saying the easiest way, if you want to rest a player, which yeah. is the NBA is trying to crack down on, is just say they're failing the concussion right. protocol. Because how are they going to? Well, yeah. I watched him get hit, and it seemed he, he got elbowed in the head and fell down and lay on the ground for a bit, and then had to leave for. Most it was of the just game. a bit suspicious when Kawhi was out, and so it was going to be under oh, strength. No, no, I'm, no. Giannis was out first. Was Giannis out first? Yeah, I think okay. they set Kawhi. I don't ah. think I don't think you can blame the Bucks. I think you can blame the Raptors. Well, Kawhi's not traveling, but yeah, it was a, a oh, douche right. move from both teams. Get that concussed guy out in the court. Okay. Paul's taking like seven concussions um, to the head. No, well, I, still I still think it's I think it's bad for 60%. the sixty percent. It's bad for the Raptors because like they needed Kawhi. They got blown out. They got beaten easy. Yeah, it was just it was it was good kicking the butt gut, guts for me because I was getting very cocky about my Raptors. And thought the Bucks were fake news. It was a good pat on the back for me because I've been saying fear the deer. Yeah, from summer. Yeah, and um, shout out to everyone who wanted Jason Kidd fired because boy has that worked out so, well for them. So, um, Jason Kidd never achieved a seven-game win streak. Yeah, Mike Budenholzer in his first seven games. Yeah, has done it. Has done it. Yeah, amazing. Um, but it's, it's not. It's weird that two t- teams got Jason Kidd. Also, like, he left a team to go to another team. Like, just just quickly going back to Clay, I, I liked quite like the quote because he got cut in the head and he put on a headband. Yeah, <laughs> great look, really funny. And uh, in the, in his interview, he said, "Looks like Jackie Moon out there. One of my one of my favorite characters in all of sports movies." <laughs> like, what are your other? What are my? What are your favorite characters? In, I, I, I never thought about having favorite characters movies. in sports movies. Michael Daffy Jordan, Duck. Space Jam, yeah. Oh, Sylvester. Earbuds. Yeah, Sylvester and Tweety. I don't think I've got any favourite. Oh, maybe Coach Bombay and the Mighty Ducks. Tasmanian Devil. Um, the guy who, in the movie The Little Giants, puts the, um, the, like, the box, the like, athletic cup on his face and pretends like he's Darth Vader. Alma Fudd. You're just naming people from the movie Space Jam. Yes. Okay, what about this? The saddest moment. In sports movies, cool runnings when the guy's like, I got dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to live here. And then his teammate is like, You can't live there. That's Buckingham Palace. <laughs> to live there, you have to marry the queen. And then he just walks real sad. It is real sad. Yeah. No, and, and when all the um, white dicks are like laughing at them because they've got a crap uniform or something. Yeah. But no, but they, they get revenge on that. Although they don't really, do they still lose? They still lose. They don't even finish the race. (laughs) They don't um, get revenge on that. That's true. They don't get revenge on that. But those guys look like knobs. Like no one will remember their names, but people remember the Jamaican bobsled team to the fact to the point where Disney made a movie about them. Yeah, pretty amazing. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, Speaking of Buckingham Palace, 
that joke is kind. It's supposed to be a joke, but you're right. It just seems so sad. What's it meant to be a joke? That scene, the Buckingham Palace one. Yeah, I think it's a what? joke. What you're crazy. Well, it's what, a sad scene. Well, whatever it is. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I think I think it's sad too. I think it's a joke gone wrong. It's a <laughs> I could be wrong, but um, it is real sad when that's his dream. The weird thing is though, but whose dream would be living in Buckingham Palace? It doesn't yeah. look good. It looks like a big apartment well, yeah, block. And that's that's the other thing is like I went there last you, year. It looked terrible. It, Shout out to all the British people listening. Your palace is built a better palace. It's like you'd be. You like, conquered the whole world. You literally ran the world, and that's the best palace you can build. Wake up! Yeah, I always think it was weird that they went with because it was like they controlled early, India, Australia. It was like early days. Africa, da- part it, of Africa, the slavery and stuff. I think it was it was weird how it was like early days. Some the Egyptians built the pyramids, and you built that crap palace. Sort your life out. It was early Queen. days, and they could have gone with any name, and they were like, "We will be England, <laughs> the land of Ing." <laughs> But um, you should do a stand up. That's quite good. Um, Especially but, you go to Edinburgh, or is that stand up? And you're embarrassingly doing it, no, rehashing it on the I, podcast. I've never said that as stand up. Well, but, put it in stand up. Um, do it. All right. Well, stop bossing me what to do. Okay. I, I won't do it. Okay. Um, uh, no. What was I going to say? The thing about that cool running scene is like, you think someone would just be like, "Hey, man, like, it might be tough for you to live in that house," but also you could maybe like probably people who work. I don't know who like. Do other people live there? Like, you could probably assume, be like a guard or something. I assume a lot of people um, live there. But, uh, but also, no, no. If your dreams to live in the house, uh, Paul, this guy's dreams to live in the house. Don't be like you can be a guard there. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But no. But here's just because he, he's here's black. What, no, here's what I'm really saying. Racist. Um, here's what I'm really saying is it's white power. No, no. It's just live in another amazing house. Yeah, there's better houses out there. Yeah, that are easier to live in. Yeah. Like. You could get an inc- you could get a better house for sure for less. Like considering yeah. Buckingham Palace would cost you a billion dollars to buy, you could buy a good house for two million dollars. Yeah, I don't think you could buy Buckingham Palace, surely. Well, if for you might be at one if day. they got enough financial. England's money. selling their Wembley. You might be. They might sell Buckingham Palace one day. Who knows? Maybe the Queen runs into financial difficulties. Who? Anything's possible. Apparently, it's run. It's run down. I think they should do a. Sequ- in the Royals. How do they shoot the Royals? That's crazy. The it Crown. Looks- the Crown, yeah. I always call it the Royals. Don't watch the Royals. <laughs> no, but is, don't you think the sets are amazing? Okay, wait, just while you're talking about knockoffs of the Crown, you're knockoff the Royals. Today, I was doing research into a, a reality TV show called Wanna Marry Harry. And it was a show where they had like 10 women. Yeah. And then they were like, it was like The Bachelor, basically. Yeah. But The Bachelor was Prince Harry. <laughs> But the thing is, they were just lying, and it was a lookalike of Prince Harry. His name was Matthew. Yeah. And it was crazy. Yeah. And I was reading about how they did it, and they like, it actually sounds, it should be illegal. Yeah. So they, they just auditioned these girls and were like, you want to um, travel the world and earn money and have fun? And they were like, yeah. So they like found these girls, and then they flew them over to England. They locked them in a hotel, separate room, so they couldn't talk. Took away like um, phones, computers, Anything to do, books. Like imprisonment, basically. Imprisonment for a week. They took, a away, solid, they took away books. I think so. Um, the, so the, I was, this was an interview with the woman who won. She claimed um, the main thing she did was read the Bible because there was one, like a hotel yeah, yeah, Bible. Hotel, well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, maybe they just didn't bring books and they weren't allowed to leave and buy books. But um, terrifying. If they brought books, they probably were allowed. But anyway, so they did that. Then for a week of just that. That's brutal, so they kind yeah. of lost touch with reality then they flew them to this like random castle and a helicopter lands and and this harry look like who doesn't look they they claimed he had a 99 percent face match yeah. with this um shonky technology yeah. but um like then it. like during the show there was one bit where they went on a date 
And then they had to walk back to the car and they were like, when you're walking to the car, to the girl, they were like, just look ahead. But as she was walking, she looked to the side and she, she looked in a gift shop and they had masks of Harry and um, stuff. And she thought it didn't look like him, like it looked a bit different. And then, so they, they had a crew member pretend to be a therapist and go in and talk to them and convince them that they were kind of going crazy and to trust their oh what their head goodness. was saying and not like anything else. So it's sad. messed up. Yeah, it got it got pulled after four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. In my rea- in my brief experience of reality TV, it is messed up. From New Zealand's Next Top Model, I knew people who worked in production on that, and like the the they reason the people sleep in the same room is so you don't sleep and you get sleep deprived. Mm. The reason on the block. The first episode they're sleeping like in a house that doesn't have a roof on it is so you don't sleep, so you mm. go crazy. That's literally the the, con- yeah. the basic concept. And also um, on any dating show, they'll just ply you with alcohol, and so you until you're so p- pissed you'll say anything. Mm. It's kind of sad, really. Uh, but also, let's move on to basketball chat. Yeah, um, Ty Luke, no, it's good. It's good. Hey, got to have some diversions in his life, don't you? Can't be all just hard work talking about the b-ball. Um, Ty Lue's been fired. Is that interesting? I think finally. What do you mean finally? Well, I feel like he's it's just, not his fault, is it? I, th- I feel like he's been a trash coach since no day one. No one knows. No one knows. He's only coached about a year or two. Yeah, he he did have he did make it to the finals every year he coached. Oh yeah, well, I, I don't know if he was going to this year. Um, Who's going to do better with I the trash Cavs team? I think he's been a trash coach, and he was he was hired because he was kind of like LeBron, like LeBron could just be in charge, and he could be. Like, did they not win a championship doing that? It was a good move. Yeah, the league was on this. This is side. the problem with Paul. This one needs to be reined in. You always have the hottest take. Don't get me wrong. No, Tyloo seems. I don't think Tyloo's great. I, mean. I don't think Tyloo's great. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was looking forward to seeing what he does this year. Yeah, well, you've seen six games. Why are you firing him? He's bad. Well, I don't know if he is. Like, he's fine. Yeah. Like, you, you've got, you're going nowhere, so you might as well keep your coach. They've now got three coaches that are fired. They're paying. Yeah. What, what are you? They're idiots. Yeah, they it's are. the whole thing's bizarre. Yeah. I, I don't quite, but quite to lose know why six they're games fine. with the roster. Yeah, they use have him as your tank bad. commander. Like, great, just like ride it out. The whole thing, yeah, it's strange. Um, more positive news: Luka Doncic. Uh, am I saying it right? Please say I am. Who cares? Crap. Luka Don Doncic. Yeah, uh, he finished Doncic. with thirty-one points and eight rebounds today. Yeah, it was overtime, so they, he had extra time. Still, to like, it's just yeah. exciting to see like all the rookies so far. I've, and just, I have called them all busts already. Mm. Like, um, let's be honest, we have hot takes and we have the hottest takes. The Mavs, the are they're, actually, they're all looking promising. The Mavs were my dark horse. They've actually underwhelmed me so far. So I'm I'm upset with them. Do uh, better. Um, speaking of underwhelming, uh, the Timberwolves got a win, a good win today, led by Jimmy, Jimmy Bu- Butler. Jimmy G. Buckets. But I was listening to an interview with um, ESPN reporter Brian Windhorst. Yeah. And he talked about being at their home opener, which was that famously. Uh, crazy game that they ended up winning but like you know there was so much tension where mm. Jimmy Butler was getting um, booed in the intros and then getting an MVP chance in the fourth quarter Yeah, um, he said uh, being in the locker room after the game was like a playoff loss yeah. like they'd won the game but it was tense as hell everyone just got cleaned up and got out of there yeah. and the only person left in the locker room was Jimmy Butler who was just on his phone texting um, yeah it was an awkward vibe yeah, but my point is that it makes Jimmy Butler look bad. That is just a you know anecdotal story. But like this disaster for Minnesota, I know it's been talked about a lot, is just fascinating because they had two great pieces, right? Two number one picks was Carlton Towns what number one? Yeah, two number one picks yeah. and like a future, right? Like a bright future. Yeah, oh, they I... signed a whole bunch of terrible, terrible contracts. Then they signed um, 
coach Ton Thibodeau, and then they signed Jimmy Butler. And you're like, things are going great. And people are now going, oh, maybe the Bulls won the Jimmy Butler trade. No one was saying that when they traded an injured um, Levine. And I still wouldn't necessarily say that for Jimmy Butler, a genuine all-star. But it has been a disaster. And you have to blame Thibodeau, number one, because he's also the GM. And and because uh, their whole purpose was to make Carl Anthony Towns and, and Andrew Wiggins into good NBA players so the Timberwolves can flourish. And they have done the complete opposite of that. And, like, I can't believe he hasn't been fired. And Jimmy Butler as well. Like, this rings... I mean, I know he'll probably come... If he gets traded, he gets what he wants. He'll probably be fine. And he's a good player. But, like... Those guys just come out of this looking real bad, I reckon, as they've just ruined these players. And I know, I know, Carl Anthony Towns seems soft, but that's what a coach and GM is supposed to do. It's supposed to nurture those players. Yeah, I don't it's think crazy. Thibodeau looks great. Looks hor- horrible. Um, I'm a big Jimmy G buckets fan. Though. I was, a, I was and both hit, him a, and a Thibodeau fan. I'm not anymore. He hit an incredible three to win the game today, basically. And no one cares because everyone hates him and he's no ruined. I just the said I, I loved him. No, it's not his fault, really. He got traded there. Uh, but didn't he want to go there? I don't know. And then he goes, so. and then he goes. I'm all about winning. And then he's like, I want to get traded to Brooklyn or Miami, two teams that aren't going to win. He's in the situation for winning. He, it's not about winning. It's about money. He wants a max contract. And this is the mm-hmm. other interesting point that Brian Windhorst had. It relates back to the 2015 um, salary cap spike. So Jimmy Butler, Kemba Walker, there's a few players who are massively underpaid mm-hmm. because they signed in 2015 before the spike went up. It was the Players Association fault that the spike went up because apparently the NBA argued hard for cap smoothing and um, the Players Association rejected that. So this cap spike made players like Butler bitter because they're earning like 12, 13 million, Kemba Walker, 12, 13 million. They're bargains on their contracts. So that's why they're desperate in their next contract when they're like already over the hill to get a huge payout and that's why Butler wants to get traded to terrible teams. But this also explains the biggest factor in the NBA, the stupid move by the Players Association, not taking the smoothing of the cap spike. Draymond, two of the players that um, on the list of players who were massively underpaid that year are Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. And if you remember, Steph Curry was already underpaid because he got signed when he was, he got a big contract when he was injured. So he's, he's very underpaid. The three Warriors' best players are all massively underpaid. So that was what allowed them and the cap spike to um, sign Kevin Durant. This decision in 2015 not to opt for salary cap smoothing is literally what basically ruined the NBA. Quite fascinating, eh? I think the NBA is great and not ruined, personally. It's terrible. Who's going to win this year? I say Golden State. Yeah. But Disaster. I, like I hope State. someone can challenge them. Yeah, but you, don't, you want the NBA to be like exciting as to who's going to win. I think it's very exciting. Yeah, but the, uh, the outcome is predicted, and it has been for the last four years. No, I don't think it was. I don't think I wouldn't have chosen the Cavs to win. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The year the Warriors didn't win, and don't get me wrong, the Warriors might not win this year, and I hope they don't. But um, wait, yeah. wait, no, you just said they 100 percent would. Um, they did last year, and they're going to win three in a row probably. Well, see now, so now. Oh, you're okay, it's 75. percent What are the odds? But, um, if you bet any I'd other say team, this, you're an I'd idiot. say the NBA. I think the NBA is stronger than ever. In terms of viewership, fandom, yeah, but in, ter- in terms of uh, in Fun. terms of competition, it's not. no, I think it's really good for competition this year. I disagree. I feel like the East has been horrible in past years, yeah. and I feel like the West is like anyone's game. No, no, no. The Warriors are going to win. 
Unless there's an injury, the Warriors have gone. Yeah. There's no way the I, Bucks. I reckon. Get, I reckon. Stop watching the NBA if you don't like all right, it. All right. Quite, no, quit, you're quite fired. Quit up. the podcast. That was a very. That was a very NBA. interesting point I had, and you've gone. What was the as po- point? Do you know how? I, do you know how to turn the? Um, podcast Here's how around? the Warriors got good. They drafted well. Yeah. They got a good coach. Yeah. They they changed how they were playing basketball. They started moving the ball. They played unselfishly. Yeah. They played hard defense. Yeah. You've they played all the key selfless. Yeah. And they shot a lot of threes. They signed three all stars. No, no, no. To less than um, market value no. contracts. Yes, they did. Dra- they drafted Draymond Green. No, no, no. He was no, not all an all star. No, all those players they drafted became Clay Thompson. All those players became yes. all stars. They became and signed below all-stars. market contracts. They became all stars. Draymond Green did not enter an all star. Golden State made him an all-star. Okay. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Point is, I I agree with you what you're saying. They signed three All-Stars to below market contracts, right? I don't care where they came from. They signed three three players below market contracts. And then Kevin Durant came, again for below market, to moving to his main opposition. Like, that's broke. That's problematic. We, I don't know why I'm having this debate again, because we have it every week, and I win every week. No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what the argument is. Should we look, the, uh, the argument is, are the Warriors a sham? And the answer is, yes, they are. No, not And they're sham. ruining the NBA. All right, let's move on to, uh, let's bring the mood up with uh, some emails. Advanced analytics with Guy and Paul. This is amazing. We've got emails. We don't even have a jingle for emails. Do we need to improvise a jingle? Emails are coming on through the internet. That's quite good. You still think about the Warriors thing? Yeah. Okay, it's going to be good. All right. We've got five emails. But, How amazing no, is but that? But what's the point of talking about it if it's all ruined? I, no, I enjoy the NBA. It's just not going to be fixed again until the Warriors are broken up or have an injury or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like KD will probably, might leave, right? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, five emails. This is amazing. So I, uh, let me pull back the curtain on the, um, on the email situation why I was so excited to see we've got five emails. Because... We got no emails, and I asked for emails, guyandpaul at gmail.com. We had no emails, and I'd, so I'd, I had to make up an email to try and get the emails going, to try and you know, start the emails coming in. I'd made up an email for today's podcast about the Blazers, and turns out the um, uh, Blazers, uh, you know, no one wants to talk about them. And then I thought, just before we start the podcast, I'll check if I've got any emails. And we actually had six. We had six emails. The first one was from... At Builder Direct saying, grow your salon business rapidly, unless Paul's started a secret, um, uh, a secret hair salon using the, um, the email for the podcast. I don't think that's uh, anything but spam. But five genuine emails about the podcast. Are you ready for them? Yeah. This are we, we going to do all of them? No, we're going to do three today. I'm sorry oh. to um, the two that I miss out, but we'll do that next week. They're not that long. They're quite short. Um, the first one comes from an old friend. They're not all from Peel, we know, but the first one is Michael Houston 
uh, a guy we grew up with in Nelson has written from Chicago. Um, weirdly not a Bulls fan, though. That makes a mistake. That, 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 that's a bit rough. Um, no, he, I think that makes sense. If he, you're a fan and you move somewhere, you don't automatically just change teams. Oh, well, he's a Warriors fan. So I don't mean to go back to the Warriors, but um, get off the off the Warriors. Um, uh, he says, I thought I would send you an email because it sounds like they were lacking. You're absolutely right, Michael. Thank you for saving us. He said... Um, uh, I live in the States, so that makes two listeners here, me and um, another Chicago guy. I guess two people make it officially an international audience. We've got an international audience. That's exciting, eh? Yeah. Got the guy in Boston. We're, we're nailing it. Um, Paul, after watching the Magic game last night, I would have loved to know uh, and hear your fresh hot takes. I think you should prioritize getting the games before the show. Bit critical of Paul there. Well, um, he says keep up the good work though. He says it's finishing on a positive. <laughs> but I think his point there is that magic mayhem happens every week and sometimes Paul is saving the game that happened that day so he doesn't have a report for his magic based segment. Well, it's just bad because luck. he hasn't watched the team. It's bad luck if the magic game falls on the day we're recording on, really, is what it boils down to. I'd like to know what game it was. Was it um, Magic Bucks? What date was What was that was the last time we did the podcast with Pax? Oh, that day. Uh, I can't remember who they played that day. Oh, they played the Celtics, and they won. Nah, no, don't try and rehash that win. That was not. That was, that not was that day. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, I'm maybe. Sure okay. It was that well, day. we can talk about that in Magic Mayhem. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty um, sure. It was that sh- day. Shout out to Michael Houston. Thanks for email- emailing in, man. He was well, growing up. I, he was a year older than me. One guy, you know, one of those guys who's a bit older. Like my friend John Hudson, always looked up to those guys. He's one of the funniest guys I knew, um, and he's an accountant right. now. And I am um, like. We're grateful Unemployed. he sent the the email. But you don't need to call him one of the funniest people you know. Growing and, up, he was an, an influence in my comedy career. But we can't do this for every email. I, Michael, Shout out to James Michael. We will. Okay, we don't, we don't know who you are, but you're a true inspiration to me. Every person <laughs> who emails, we will flatter them. And um, you know, Michael, thanks to you and your inspiration for comedy, um, I'm now unemployed. So th- thank you for that. Um, this is from Johnny Crins. Uh, Oh man, I should have read these beforehand. Johnny Crinside. Wait, I'd just like to interrupt you there. Yeah. And just like to say, Johnny, I you're one of my f- biggest influences. <laughs> and your email, I haven't read it. We don't it, know this guy. But um He's man, not someone we know. It's inspire it's inspiring to see. It's for I think you'll find out he wants some inspira- just scanning ahead, it looks like he wants some inspiration from us, which is, okay. sounds hard to believe. Johnny Crinside from Aberdeen, Scotland. That's crazy. The other side of the world. Yeah, international audience. Um, I have a question for you. Firstly, myself and the CC'd in Benjamin Waldridge have recently recorded our first podcast episode together, looking for a late October drop. Why don't you drop it now? What are you waiting for? Called The Loosest of Hoops. I love they've pre-recorded an NBA Wait, podcast. It is late October. It must oh, be dropping. Is it dropped now? It's October 30th. Wow. Yeah. So am I advertising a competing podcast here? Yeah, possibly. Hey, congratulations to Johnny on your, and, your, and, uh, and Benjamin. Well, we don't know for your, sure. That was just where they were looking at On dropping. your podcast dropping, the loosest of hoops. Um, yeah, good luck with it and stuff like that. From one podcast to another. Uh, can I just say you inspire me? Um, even though we started doing the podcast before you, um, you're still like an inspiration. Uh, anyway, um, it's an NBA podcast for novices by novices. In Scotland, there's essentially no basketball scene. Paul, you've been to Scotland a lot. I've been to Scotland three times, and I'd just like to say, this is genuine, this isn't even carrying on that gag that we've been doing. Mm. Man, I love Scotland, and I love 
the Scottish people. Yeah. Do you know anything and about Scottish basketball? I played a game of basketball in Scotland once. Yeah. Uh, last year, I went to a high school. I uh, can't remember the name of the high school. I wasn't playing high school as it was the weekend, I think. And uh, it was over near Fetters College, which is Fetters College, I think, uh, um, which is the, the school where James Bond went when he got um, expelled. Paul's uh, obsessed with James Bond. I'm surprised we haven't talked about James Bond more on the podcast. He got expelled from uh, he's not a real person. Eton and he went to Fetters College. He's and, not and a real person. An interesting thing about he's a fictional it character. is that Sean Connery, who grew up in Edinburgh, he actually worked as a milkman before being James Bond, and he delivered milk to that college. It's a flash college. But that's not the college I played basketball at. That was nearby. And uh, I like how that you've seen the story goes, well, and Sean Connery actually went to that college. No, he delivered milk um, to the college. Near, nearby was also the uh, police station where... Uh, what's his name? The guy from the Ian Rankin books. Okay, look, I asked you. Who's the Ian Rankin? Types? I don't know who Ian Rankin is. I thought that was the old. He's a famous author, Bank. and he's got a character called John look, Rambus. Man, the or question something. was: Do you anyway, know anything about basketball in Scotland? Um, I played basketball there, the and the, the no. way they played the was no. no, no, no. I played a pickup game, so I met these guys online. I didn't meet them online, but they had this. I found this pickup game online. And I still get emails that's like, we're going to play this weekend. Are you so, in or out? And, and um, I don't live in the country. Yeah, but I, man, I, I went. Also check out the advanced analytics I went podcast. along and I sat there and I didn't talk to anyone. No one spoke to me. It was quite weird. You kind of thought someone would be like, ah, oh, you're in here for the Fringe Festival or whatever. But no, there was Why no talking. Why don't you talking. start with him? Why don't you start that uh, conversation with him? You're I'm, here for the Fringe I'm Festival. I'm naturally kind of introverted when, with strangers. But um, I didn't say anything. I let How my game do the talking. Uh, naturally introverted. And what does well. what does your um what does your game what sort of talking does your game do? Uh, I can't. I don't think I was great. No, here's the thing: they weren't ready for fast breaks in Scotland. These guys, at least, they they didn't play a lot of fast breaking. And I felt like any time, any time I pushed it, they were like almost like, "What are you like offended?" They were like, "What are you doing?" Um. Another thing they love full court basketball. Yeah, another thing they love. Maybe was, they um, had an unwritten rule that you don't do fast breaks. So it's kind of like a bit cheap and. No, 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 no. I, I, they weren't genuinely offended, but just like they seemed kind of shocked and taken aback by it. Like they, they would have said something. If, if I was breaking a rule, they would have been like, "Don't do I that." I reckon you offended them all. That's why um, they didn't talk to you. No, and then they, um, it was mainly mid-range jumpers. They were big into. They were the. Opposite of the Rockets. There was like exclusively contested mid-range jumpers that everyone yeah, shot. Yeah, it sounds like what you did is played a textbook game of pickup with what's known in the industry as white guys. Mm. They don't fast break and they shoot mid-range jumpers. Yeah. Um, okay, we had a question from uh, this guy. I've forgotten his name because Paul's talking too long. Johnny <laughs> Crinside in Aberdeen. They're so awesome. Someone from Scotland emailed in. Thank you. Um, question one is, what advice would you give two people who are jumping into the basketball podcast game four years too late. We're looking to make some serious money and fast. Whoa. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good question. <laughs> we don't know. Do we have any podcast? Well, I don't think we are in a position think, to give advice. No, I think we're in a, we, we can't give away our secrets. Well, you don't have, what are our secrets? Well, I'm not going to say on air, but I know what they are. I spent thousands of dollars on podcast headset microphones. I think that's pretty cool. I spend thousands of minutes following the NBA. Uh, what a sad life. What? <laughs> Sorry, mate. I was just giving you a hard time. All right. Don't get all sad about it. Question two. Insane question. 
Um, if we were to release a good 10 to 20 eps and develop a slightest of traction, would you be keen to feature on the pod? Yes. Definitely come on the pod. I don't know how I'll do it. Oh, this summer I saw Paul at the Edinburgh Fridge Festival. Wow. Um, we have no comedy credentials. You don't need any credentials for comedy. You don't need to get qualified. No one's got any credentials. I have a degree. What do you have a degree from, in? From Crack Up University. <laughs> 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 I did a, um, a master's in, in uh, <laughs> gags. Um, it's a big ask. It's a career high for us and a career low for you. It will definitely come up. We'll go on anything. The other day I had a TV show um, made by some, it wasn't a TV show, like a YouTube video made by some children. Shout out to those children. Wow. It was weird. I showed up and there was no adults there at all. They were in their dad's office building. How old were they? I don't know. I said yes to it. Like, like 13, 14. That's cool. Even the guys filming were kids. Everyone was Wait, kids. Wait, what's it? Is a TV show? What it's channel? It's called Cheese on Toast. And I've sent them many invoices asking for payment and they what have channel? not replied. It was just like some, it was, it was not a TV show. It was like some kids making just web show. Yeah, well, it was, just a, it was just a YouTube video. What's the title? Yeah, we, should, it was we need to plug it. Cheese, cheese and Toast or something Check like that. Check out Cheese on Toast. Cheese on Toast. It was like I was playing myself. as a, I was a celebrity cameo. How did they get in touch with you? Um, uh, they just my, my email's not that hard to find. And if you want to get in touch with me and or send an email to the podcast, Guy and Paul and A&D at gmail.com. I really should have thought about that and thing. But anyway, um, third email. Uh, this is so good. I'm just loving this email. Are you enjoying the email segment? Yeah. I'm, Such a good yeah, segment. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's amazing. You, don't sound, you sound quite low down on it. Um, Will Mack, um, WMack3. No, actually, I won't read out his yeah, email address. Yeah, you're getting into too much. Um, hey, can I say Will Mack, huge, uh, uh, huge, huge fan. He says... Um, I'm a huge Raptors fan, la da 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 don't get me wrong, it's an amazing start, but do you worry that the Raptors bandwagon is in danger of filling up? Definitely not, definitely not. I think there's so much room in the Raptors bandwagon. I'm the opposite of Paul, I'm not at all afraid of there being too many Raptors fans. Um, I don't think there's ever a possibility or a realistic uh, opportunity. Thanks to everyone who sent emails. Um, and thanks to Andrew and Jack, because Andrew, one of those guys, I can't remember who, I think Andrew sent an unbelievable email. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting into that. Had photos and everything. It's awesome. Wow. Um, so that was a new segment. Um, but you know, uh, sometimes a new segment rocks the boat a little bit too much. So we've got to get we've got to calm things down by getting into an old classic. Um, it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. The Sit down. The I used to be jealous of Mary Follow. Uh, man, falling upon some hard times. The segment never has any pace to it. <laughs> eh? It always just starts so slow. Um, well, I kind of forgot what I was going to talk about. I bet in you the did. Segment. I don't know if you've ever prepped anything for the segment ever. <sighs> I think this is what I'm going to talk sigh about. Sigh on the podcast. That's a tip. So that guy wanted a tip about podcasting. So Don't sigh. We had a big, we had a blowout loss to the Bucks. We just never looked like it. Here's what I want to say, because so far there's a lot of pro Vucevic stuff out there oh, yeah. on the internet, and I'm really against the guy. I don't think there's any podcast in the world that's talked about Nikolai Vucevic as much as us. Even like a I'm podcast from his here's home what country. I'm hoping. I'm hoping because we I've noticed we we're Instagramming him a lot. Our Twitter, our Instagram account. Mm. The magic, and the coach just sings his praises every chance he gets, and I'm hoping it's to pump up his trade value so we can trade him once and for all. And a lot of all the magic guys on Reddit are like, 
He's our only thing on offense. Yeah, but we, we, I feel like we don't even give anyone else a chance. We don't move the ball. We just pass it to him, and he does a mid-range jumper. Here's the very thing about it, Magic. It's like, cut your losses and move on, right? Like, where, where are they going to develop the young talent, which they actually do have? Like, everyone's high on Jonathan Isaac. Everyone's high on Mo Bamba. Yeah, exactly. So trade him. And um, I don't think he's got any trade value. I was, bench to him, be like honest, the Cavs are going to bench I was, um, Kyle Corver. I was kind of hoping we were going to go into the uh, fantasy forest maybe before Magic Mayhem. Oh. Um, and I'd like to now, inside, this is like Inception, in a segment, inside a segment, we would now like to venture, follow me, into the fantasy forest. An enchanted um, place full of magic. And I would like to talk about a guy who I always, for about four years in a row now, maybe not that many, but I, I always build my fantasy team around. He's a guy I must, he's my one must-have player. Yeah. Otto Porter. Mother F and Junior. Although yeah. he doesn't go by Junior anymore, he just goes by Otto Porter. And it's weird. Oh, I think he got rid of it a few years. He's just not have like you, you know, he just Morris, took it off the back of his shirt. Have you noticed one of the Morris brothers has added senior? Yeah, we had a kid. Yeah, but you don't call yourself that's weird. You don't add senior on that. I, I kinda like it. He's like He's proud of his kid. He's putting his kid on his Or jersey. is he trying to differentiate himself from his brother because no one knows the difference? Maybe. Okay, I did not know that. Well, I was, maybe I was yeah, maybe ask trying to e- people to email in as to why he's got senior on there. But maybe no. um to get more sales because the diehard uh, M- Marcus Morris fans will have to if they want the updated juicy, <laughs> they got to buy a new one. Do you know which Morris is which? Nah, I took a stab. <laughs> I, I realized they had fifty fifty. I, I think Marcus is Boston. Okay, I'm gonna Google it right now. It's, it's time for a new game. Talking. It's time for a new game. Guess the Marcus brother. <laughs> yeah, the Morris brother. Okay. Okay. Markeith Morris. Marcus Morris. I think Marcus Morris plays for the Boston Celtics. Correct! You win your own game you just made up then. Okay. Um, here's what I would like to say about Otto Porter Jr. Can't wait to hear it. Free <laughs> Otto. Yeah. Okay. The Wizards Disaster. are a mess. And someone did have a point that they started 2-8 and eight last year as well. They started bad. I think John Wall is a cancer... And yeah. I think I, I I can't tell really whose fault it is if it's Beal or Wall, but to be honest, I think it's both of them. But I think predominantly it's John Wall. I don't know why. I I, I don't really. Wa- I've never really watched the Wizards play a game. If I'm going to be fully honest, no one has. But, no, um, one ever, no one ever has watched them play. Who but, knows if they're even still in the league? Here's the thing. Honest. So supposedly there was, there was a weird quote going around saying that um, it was supposedly attributed to Beal and Wall, which was suspicious. I'm guessing they said it in unison, and it was they were talking about how players they had teammates who were complaining about not getting enough shots, and a lot of people said it was Otto Porter because he'd weirdly so far has been like hardly playing, like not playing as much as he should, yeah, and not getting the looks. He hasn't really he's been bad for my fantasy team so far. Like he's he's playing like he played 22 minutes the other day. I mean, he's, yeah, he actually had 44 minutes in one of the games, and he had a double-double in that game yeah. with two steals and a block. Shooting, okay, he didn't actually shoot that good. But um, but traditionally, he's been so efficient, and I think he's such a good, like, he's not a star. Yeah. Like, I don't think he'll ever be an all-star. I've always said, he's a really I said in the off-season, he's the most underrated player in the NBA. Yeah. I previously thought Chris Middleton was maybe that, but I feel like he's kind of finally, like, rated as he should be. But I'd say Otto Porter was my most underrated player, and... I just can't believe that they're like playing Jeff Green 
and taking minutes from Otto Porter for Jeff yeah. Green and um, I don't even know who else. But here's what I'm suggesting because they got to free him. He, I, yeah, I don't you, think he's the issue. Saying? So he came out with a quote. He came out with a good quote, re- quote. retaliating yeah. to um, John Wall and Bradley Beal saying like, we need to support each other and like there's no point like yeah. he's trying to get rid of it. He's bringing good vibes yeah. to what I think is a toxic locker yeah. room. Uh, so here's what I'm suggesting for Magic Mayhem. It's a trade. Oh, wow. I say we trade. And I've, I tried it just before this episode started in the ESPN NBA trade machine. That very accurate thing that exists. Yes. I want to trade uh, the Wizards to trade Otto Porter Jr. and Calais Oubre Jr., Cool. For Nick Vucevic and Evan Fournier. And sure, who's going to score points for the Magic? I don't know. But we'll have Mean D and we'll have good vibes. The Magic vibes. Are developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, um, I'm into it. Doesn't um, Oubre could score a bit, can he? Or nah? Uh, again, I haven't seen the Wizards play a game of That's basketball. a weird trade. Um, I would say that the Wizards would be crazy to do that. But yeah, okay. they're crazy. And um, I don't think Eon wants Vucevic. I think that's the problem that Magic have. He's on a. I I think he's weirdly rated by a lot of people. I think maybe you've got a skewed vision because I um, trash him so much no, no, that no, you no, think no, he's. No, 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 no. The issue is, is that surely they would have traded him if he had any value whatsoever. No, no. I think, I think he's a really. Well, his contract's. Do you know when his people contract like expires? Him. Please. Uh, we talk about him every week. I think maybe in a year. Because like, surely he's got to leave. Like surely, it's like it's the nightmare continues. Um, I wish we wouldn't talk about him. No, I hope he leaves because I think he'll be trash wherever he goes. All right. Okay. That was a, another magic mayhem about Nikolai Vucevic. Yeah, well, man, um, I just, I, I want him gone. I'm going to bring the vibe up. with. He, um, he makes me depressed. And you, and yeah, no, I can tell. Um, I'll bring the vibe up and a quick happy finish with a new segment. You like new segments, don't you? Love them. A new segment. This is the second new segment of the podcast, and it's called Guy've Been Thinking. Wow. Because my name's Guy, and I've been thinking. So it's Guy've, Guy've Been yeah. Thinking. It's clever. It's like a pun. Mm. And um, Guy've Been Thinking is every week when I come out with like one of my patented hot takes. It has nothing to do with anything. And it's just a hunch or a theory. Kind of you heard it here first kind of buzz. Like when this is a real mainstream story in like a year or two, because I'm quite ahead of the curve, you'll be like, wow, he did it. Um, Guy've Been Thinking that Greg Popovich is going to leave the Spurs. And I just debunked my theory straight away because I realized he's like the Team USA coach or assistant coach or something like that. So he might be locked in for at least until the next Olympics or something like that. But Greg Popovich famously um, said he wanted to keep on coaching because he used to get asked when he's going to retire because Tim Duncan's retired and Ginobili and Parker's gone. And they're like, when are you going to retire? And he said, I owe it to Kawhi Leonard to um, keep on coaching while he's still in Spurs uniform. Mm. Kawhi Leonard's gone. Yeah. What is keeping Popovich there? Love of the game. Yeah, may- maybe. And and no, it's hard to retire. Don't I'd like get me to wrong. do. I'd like to do another um, Inception segment. Inception. Oh. Inception. Because oh, okay. we're in guy. I've been thinking. Yeah. It's time for Paul. Don't lie. Okay. Paul, don't lie. Yeah. Greg Popovich loves the game. Oh, you're just contrad- uh, using your segment to contradict my segment. Um, he loves the game. <laughs> And no, but here's what I think he might be doing. I think you might be right. Yeah. And what if what if he's grooming uh, Becky Hammond to be yeah. the first female That'd NBA be head coach? Yeah, just don't say grooming. 
Like grooming's always bad, I reckon. When yeah, especially gro- especially when it's a man woman. <laughs> grooming a woman. So, yeah, grooming a woman. A man grooming a child, a man grooming a woman. It Groom. just never, it never I always sounds think, good. I always love um groom though, like in terms of a like a wedding groom. Like he's the groom. He's the groom. Groom, just a funny word. It's like grommet, groom. 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 Well, we'll leave you with that funny word because I think that's a fitting place to live the leave the podcast. We can just give you one new segment. We can just give you two new segments. We gave you three new segments. Emails, email us your questions. Guy and Paul at gmail.com. Uh, we've had Guy I've been thinking. We've had Paul Don't Lie. And um, we had double inception. Uh, yeah, double inception to the podcast. We've had a great pot. We've had some fights. We've had some um, laughs. We've had some highs. We've had some lows. I think this is one of our best ever podcasts. What do you reckon? This episode? Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, I lost my cool at one stage. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, man. <laughs> it's a passionate thing. Um, you know, I love basketball. And I love friends. I love uh, groom. I love the word groom. Brothers forever? Blood brothers forever. Suicide pack? I didn't say blood brothers oh. forever. Sorry, say it again. I also didn't say suicide pack. <laughs> sorry, <man>. sorry. <laughs> um, I've been Guy Williams. I've been Paul. Peace. Peace.